You know, Jesus came to save us from the ravages of sin and broken relationships, and he came to save us to a flourishing forever life with him. Whatever happens in between is progress. (laughs) That's where progress happens. So hello, friends, and welcome to part two of our conversation with John Rokey and Brian Butler. So last week, we talked about what crisis ministry isn't enough for long-term transformation. Yes, friends, our neighbors in need, they need food, clothing, and shelter, but friends, they need so much more than that. In case you missed last week or haven't had a chance to listen yet, I want to invite you to go back and check out part one of our conversation. So this week, friends, homelessness and poverty are rooted in broken relationships with God, self, others, and creation. Until we address those broken relationships, most of the things that we do to fight homelessness will be short-term fixes, and friends, we'll just end up right back where we were at in the very beginning. So, John and Brian, let's dive into our conversation right now. We've said this many times today already, that the first and most fundamental relationship in life is our relationship with God, and that 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 is what we would want everybody to enjoy and have that loving relationship with God. But again, just as poverty and its causes are so complex and affect all the other aspects of your relationship with yourself and your relationship with others and your relationship with the rest of creation, then what we've changed is we're no longer just focused on the relationship with God. We're focused on how that relationship with God affects everything else. And so we're, what we're trying to do is put more resources of time, because time's one of those, oh, yeah. Absolutely. and people, uh, mm-hmm. community around those who are facing poverty and, and, and walk with them. Because part of what we're telling them when we say those things is, hey, hey we're poor too. We, we, we experience brokenness in ourselves. We have shame. We have guilt. We have, you know, feelings we, of, of wrong feelings of either inferiority or pride and arrogance. Whatever it is, God needs to work on those for us. We have conflict in our relationship with other people, mm-hmm. too. We like to tell them how we, they should think. Um, as opposed to just how we think, you know, we, so we have conflict too, with that needs to be brought into community under it. So it, that all takes time and community. That's how God intended us to become flourishing people. I, I say this and you bet, Dan, you mentioned the word progress. You know, Jesus came to save us from the ravages of sin and broken relationships. And he came to save us to a flourishing forever life with him. Whatever happens in between is progress. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a good way to where say progress it. Progress happens. I think you brought up it's a good point there too, John, about it. it's it's the reasons for this poverty, they are so complex. There are so many different things that are involved here yeah. that you have to take the time and convince the folks coming through our doors this is not an overnight fix. Right. Right. This this is a process to get get to, and sometimes it might take years, years and years. Yeah, and it, and it even takes us time to to we have to have the patience to have the time for them to be able to move through all of those steps right. of progress, right? Because so often we want it for them faster than mm-hmm. even they're ready for, right. and we have to kind of pull the reins back a little bit ourselves and just go, 
Hmm. Man, you're going to move at the pace the Lord wants you to move yeah. at, not not at the pace that I would like to see you move at. So, so that's where this relationship thing becomes even more complicated because we all want to see each other change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether you're homeless, quote unquote, or not homeless, mm-hmm. we all want to see that change in each other's lives much more than we want to see the change in our own lives. I, so. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty glad God's been patient with me. Oh, Amen. my. Right? Because oh. I, I can I, I, I can get really frustrated that I don't change quick enough and, and that he is so merciful to continue to forgive me when I screw up and when I think wrong things or do wrong things and, and lash out at people and... So, you know, it does. It just takes time. And, and it takes friends willing to keep coming back for more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It really does, right? It, it takes friends, uh, staff, us. Mm-hmm. It takes us wanting to keep coming back for more, even with each other in our own relationships as, as co-laborers, co-workers. It takes time to to keep coming back and wanting to engage in the messiness yeah. of life. Life is really messy, I yeah. think that was called the church. Mm, amen. I'm not sure, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. one of the, the hardest obstacles for men to overcoming in the men's ministries is, is we get guys coming through the door that think, if I just get a job, right, I'm going to get a job. I can save my money, and and I'm going to be out of here, and I'm going to be fine, and, and I'm going to be okay again. Right, right. I'll but, be okay once that happens. Yeah, and it's 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 not. And so setting <laughs> having a case management team that can sit down with them and address these four fundamental relationships that they're lacking in that we're all lacking in and that we need help with and let's get to the root of why you're really here because a job isn't going to fix it now sometimes a job does you might get the occasional guy that comes in and for poverty reasons and and i mean really material reasons he's been right. kicked out of his apartment because of yeah. something something happened and he can get a job and, and and glory hallelujah you know you don't ever see him again but most of the times those guys that think that just a job is going to fix it they save up money they white knuckle it they do the things that's necessary to get them out of there and then you will we'll see him back in a year. Yeah. And so and 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 here's a we we talk about this around the ministry. Uh, you know, Jesus gave us an example, um, I think, in Luke 17 about um, our approach to to all of this. Um, there were ten lepers hmm. that he encountered, right? And we all know the story. He sent them away, and while they were going. Um, they all became healed, and it changed their life profoundly. All ten of them, their lives went from a death sentence to life again. I mean, they really truly, and isolation, by the way. Oh, complete isolation. Everything that that back in the day leprosy meant was was horrific, and so he changed their lives. But only one yeah. came back and actually got what he called true healing, ultimate healing, where the, where that man found found his life in in Jesus. And so mm. so we 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 realize that for many that we serve and that we try to help find their real life in Jesus, they might get a partial healing. Mm. <laughs> they yep. they might word. get some some progress of of a job or they might get, you know, uh, uh, some tools to, to live life. But but we're always praying and, and hoping that they'll come to full life and what that means because 
that changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we need the Holy Spirit's help in this business. Oh, my. Because, you know, many are called and, and, and few answer the call and few are chosen. And so yeah. it can become pretty discouraging, you know, over and over. That's why we need the church uh, mm. to, to help us and to come alongside of us to, yeah. you know, to build those relationships outside of Peoria Rescue. Yeah. Yep. So, John, you talked about um, Brian Fickert, When Helping mm-hmm. Hurts. Uh, there's another book he has out. It's called Becoming Whole, right? Yes. So we've we've used some terminology fairly frequently this morning or this time during this time of um, broken relationships with self, God, others, and creation. Where might someone go so that they can actually just get some different resources that they can learn more about what sure. poverty really looks like and how they can dive into it even deeper. So maybe give, maybe share with some of our listening audience yeah. some different ways they can resource this. Yeah, we'll give a shout out to the Chalmers Center. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look that up at uh, chalmers.com, I believe. Um, but just Google the Chalmers Center and you'll find it. And that was started. Uh, Brian Fickert, Dr. Brian Fickert wrote the book that most all of us have heard of, but many few of us have read. <laughs> That's what I say. When you ask somebody, have you have you heard of the book, uh, When Helping Hurts? Oh, yeah. Have you read it? No. Um, so a lot of people have heard about it. Um, but that book, and then he followed it up, as Dan said, with a book called Becoming Whole. Um, what those books do is help us understand poverty from a biblical perspective. So... Um, poverty in in the Bible is you know the, the concepts of poverty are not just found in you know Mark chapter ten. Mm-hmm. You can't go to one little place and catch it all. It's it's the whole scope of Scripture. It's the whole understanding of gospel and it's the whole mm-hmm. understanding of life change. You know, and so so he but was able to I think in in a way that was so faithful to the Bible kind of distill all that into these understandings and then also bring into to the from the, the biblical understandings just application and principles of what that looks like on the ground. And so if you want to learn more, man, even on the Chalmers Center, they have tons of little short videos, little uh, clips and pieces that really help you understand without having to go read a book. Maybe people don't want to read a book about yeah, poverty right, alleviation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do it because this is our, you know, this is what God has called us to do. But but if you want to just learn more, just go to the site and look at the site because their whole role is to equip the church for... Uh, for biblical poverty alleviation. And that's what we're trying to step into at Peoria Rescue Ministries. Yeah, thanks, John. Appreciate that. Um, So, Brian, you talked a lot about, um, kind of share with our listening audience, what really goes on in our residential programs and and how how it's designed to to help our students, to move them them along their pathway. Okay, yeah. So we have uh, two separate residential programs, well, actually three, because we meet people in crisis. We offer seven nights a month, uh, emergency crisis care, shelter, food, clothing, uh, all those things to, to get you to settle down, to take a breath, to settle in, to uh, be able to come off the street and get a belly full of food, hear the gospel, uh, get loved on a little bit, and just take a moment to breathe. Uh, but like I said, 
we don't want you to stay there. Yeah. And so uh, we do have a program for f- folks that come in our facilities that are coming right off the street. If they so choose, they can uh, come into our next step program because we want to come alongside of them and in that next step forward to all sufficiency with Christ. That's what we're really looking forward to. But but self-sufficiency is a human being as well. And so that program is a uh, minimum 90-day stay, Yep. And it, but it can last as long as it takes where they're going to receive some pretty intense case management. Uh, we're going to figure out what brought you here, uh, how we can get that walk through with you to get that fixed, to find income, and then eventually get you into some kind of stable housing. Uh, a, a lot of our folks that come to our doors join that Next Step program. They don't want to be in crisis anymore. They want to join the Next Step program. And we have a lot of success with that Next Step program, actually. It, it's, it's a really good program. We also have our long-term what we call renewal programs. And those for folks uh, that come to us, usually outside of just coming off the street. These are folks mm-hmm. that are, are looking for long-term recovery programs. With like a re- they think it's a rehab, but we're, you know, I, I guess we're kind of known as a rehab, but we're not really just like a rehab. Our renewal programs are to really bring about real renewal. And so those students come in. That is a nine-month-long uh, minimum commitment. And it's, it's residential. The, these folks are escorted to and from uh, just about everywhere with, that we go. Uh, they're in classes twice a day. They have on-site counseling and counseling uh, at our Barnabas Center. We have job readiness aspect of the program. So three to four hours a day, they're, they're actually working in our enterprises at our mulch uh, and pallet recycling center out at Victory Acres, our, our reclaimed center downtown here for wood, or they're working in our clothing donation, or they're working in our food services or our receiving desk, uh, teaching them job readiness skills that they can use in the future. But we're really trying to get to the heart of the matter yeah. and, and teaching them uh, that they are worthy, valuable, and important in Christ's sight and in our sight, and how they can be worthy, valuable, important in their own sight in such a way that they can move forward. Yeah, th- these I think the the folks that engage in the long term renewal program really have life controlling mm-hmm. circumstances that that they have been in for sometimes many many years, uh, or or the intensity is the length hasn't been long, but the intensity is great. Right, young folks that got caught up into uh, a variety of things, uh, and 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 they just need that time to a we hope first of all find Jesus, come to know him, put their trust in him. But then it's about formation, life mm-hmm. formation of of how to follow Jesus and how to live life and how 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 he changes every aspects of those relationships. So that just takes time mm-hmm. and it takes intensity. Right. And as Brian said, there's lots of classes where we study the Bible together, right? Again, we, we <laughs> I don't want anybody to be confused and Brian would say this all the time, a program doesn't save anybody. Right. program doesn't change anybody. Um, and, and we don't do anything to anybody or even for anybody. Right. We do it with. And so when we're counseling, we're, we're trying to have a conversation about how does God view how you're thinking and feeling. When we're going to open Scripture together, we're going to look at how we want to, we're studying that together. Mm-hmm. Um, because we need it just as much as those folks that we're talking to. Um, you know, some of us, I, I, I just want to remind us all, some of us have addiction to work. Mm. Mm, we we got 
Addiction. Don't look at me that way. <laughs> I thought it was me Man, he was I'm looking at. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, Pam isn't listening to Some this. of us have addictions to how people think about us. Yeah. yeah. Some of us have lots of brokenness, is really what we're saying, yeah. in lots of areas. And so so that's why we say when, when we're studying the Bible in these programs, we're doing it together. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but Brian's right. This is there's there's different levels. Right. There's different levels of intensity. Mm-hmm. And 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 we all they're all designed though um, to to help people move forward to a life of sustainability. Right. And I think with our long term programs, those folks that come in, they're in our office and they're weeping in in one way or the other and saying, "Help me." Right. They recognize that they need help, and and we lead them to the one who really can yeah. help them. Yeah. And, and as Brian and, says. Many in our long-term renewal programs come from outside our area, mm-hmm. even outside our region. Um, they're beginning to hear that that we have a, a you know that we're going to invest in them, right. and and that there's success in that that they can move forward. Um, so we're we're excited to see how God is drawing people yeah. to these programs yeah it's exciting and then we have our our aftercare ministry program our graduate society for folks that graduate our next step and our long-term programs where those folks can stay with us up to three years so hang whoa oh, hang on hold what on do you now. mean three years three years that's right <laughs> because we talked about time it takes a long time and so when you get out of a residential program uh, we need community and to learn what it means to live in community. So we have our 1212 building that we just opened a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. and and so uh, we have uh, the ability to house 27 men down there in an apartment community living. They can stay with us up to three years. They set their goals, their plan, and we come alongside them to help them meet their goals and plan, whether that's, you know, getting back driver's license, you know, right. uh, you know, repairing relationships, court issues, uh, continued mental health care, continued physical yeah. care, yeah, and get a job and say we want these people to sa- save up and and so that they can move out and be successful when when they move off our program. But but really, helping them continually in community uh, with these heart issues that we all have. Mm. So 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 let's go back just a little bit. So you you talked earlier about case managers. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do we have case managers at PRM? We have case managers to come alongside of people so that we can help them see their strengths to give them an option. We, we call it that asset-based Yeah, case you mentioned asset-based earlier, right? right. So, and that just means what are your... So we, we sit down with people. We're not telling them what they need. Our case managers are sitting down with the person in their initial uh, case management meeting and are asking them, uh, what are your goals? Mm. And we're... Now we're and, those, so the folks set their goals, and our case management team comes alongside them to help them meet those goals. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, and and some that's of it really starts cool. really basic. I yeah, mean, yeah. Again, I mentioned some people come; they don't have any IDs. ID, that know, takes some time. Or, or what about right. that sore on your leg, guy? Right. You yeah. Know, we need well, to get that taken care of. Yeah. Right. So a yeah. lot of people probably don't know that every Friday yeah. we invite and we have a partnership with Heartland Health mm-hmm. who come in and actually have a clinic right in our downtown uh, uh, center for men and then also and then, they come out Wednesdays, to the Esther House on Wednesdays. Yeah. And and so that's because again health uh, you know health affects physical health, yeah. mental health, all sorts of health 
that needs to happen. We talk about, we want to see, we talk about five key outcomes. So when Dan, you talk, and yep. Brian talks yeah, yeah, about yeah. our programming, what, what do we hope for, Yeah, right, for anybody that goes goes and participates in our program? It's really, we talk about five key outcomes. One is a lasting relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. We want to see that for everyone. We also want to see them have sustainable, safe housing. Yes. So that they can either have an apartment on their own or a home or whatever, but safe and stable housing. Then we want to see them to have uh, uh, income or or mostly a job, right? That they have um, income that can be supportive of themselves. So we want them to, to uh, uh, have a lasting relationship with Christ. We want to see them have sustainable housing. We want to have them have sustainable income. Then we, we say we want them to have a healthy life, which in most cases means sober, mm-hmm. but it means more than that. Uh, yeah. Health in their Eating mental healthy. and physical. And yes, right. Uh, because sometimes the things they've been involved in has been ravaged, uh, their bodies and those kind of things. And then finally, the fifth thing is a community of faith. Mm-hmm. So they are part of a thriving church because the reality of it is we none of us can really uh, flourish in life uh, this is how God intended it. We we can't flourish in life without a community around us that right. continually hold us accountable, mm-hmm. continually forgive us, continually love us, and 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 help us on this pathway uh, of life. Yeah, and if you think about it this way, our our programs are anywhere from three to nine months in length, t- typically, right? Mm-hmm. The residents initially, yeah, the residents, yeah, that's yeah, yeah right, right. The intense, yeah, yeah. The the intense part of that is three to nine months in in, in their lifetime. If they're only with us for nine months, the church really plays a critical role in numbers one, two, three, and four, right? Because that's what helps you to grow and deepen your relationship with Christ, to have your values and moral values changed over time so that you live out the life of Christ. That's where the church steps in so that after the nine months roughly we have with them, which is at baby's time in the month, in the time that they're a follower of Christ right. for most of them, man, the church can be so, so critically impactful in their lives. Yeah. I, in all of our lives. I think there might be a misconception out there that, that the church is over here mm-hmm. and Peoria Rescue Ministries is over there and, and we're separate ministries and we're, and we're trying to all do our, our little areas of specialty. And, and, and we would really want to say that very, very differently. Um, part of the theology, part of the, the basis for how we operate at Peoria Rescue Ministries is to understand that the church, we say it this way, the church has primacy. What does that mean? It's kind of a theological word. But it really means that the church is the only entity that God ordained to build his kingdom here on earth. And so... We honor and serve the church. Peoria Rescue Ministries is not to be in competition with the church or or to do the things that the church isn't doing. We're actually there to be an arm of the church, to serve the church. And so all we're doing is providing some focus and some intensity around the uh, technical aspects of shelter and job readiness and those kind of things. But the relationship of community and discipleship has to be rooted in the church and and everything we do 
We want it to lead back to the church, mm. Dan. So you're, yeah, you're just it. so right. Yeah. I say this, the quicker we get to transfer the community and discipleship relationship from PRM to the church, the better. Yeah. Amen. Um, and so, yeah, it's so important that people understand that relationship um, and how we want to serve the church, not not even have the church serve us. It's that we want to actually come together as partners in this to to do what Jesus did, preach the good news to the poor. I think you can say amen to that. Amen to right? that. Hallelujah <laughs> to that. So we're going to pause our conversation right there, friends. I'd want to invite you back next week. So don't miss out. It'll be an amazing conversation again. I want to remind everyone one more time, Hope Rising is coming up on November 6th. You can get tickets at PeoriaRescue.org. If you want to learn more about Peoria Rescue Ministries, go to our website at PeoriaRescue.org. We're a faith-based ministry based in Peoria, Illinois. Our sole purpose is to create pathways out of poverty through Jesus with our neighbors in need.